we stand together this morning. Turn to Matthew 2 and 23. How true the song is this morning. Where would this ship be this morning? It wasn't for that old lighthouse. John called it the light unto every man. For all men. It can be a light to whosoever will. Who's got a passion or a desire to, to look up and to liken to that old brazen serpent. That Moses had to erect. And those that was bitten by the serpents would look and find life. And find an ability and a power to overcome that. That's true today. Through none other but Jesus Christ to be victorious. Matthew 2 and 23. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. I really want to preach just a little simple thought this morning. He came. He came too. And we're going to fill in that blank with a number of things before the message is over this morning. I'm thankful today that he came. He came with a purpose. He came with a goal. He came to accomplish and achieve some things. And he did it. And you and I are here this morning as witnesses and testimonies. Because he came. And because he was victorious. Amen. You and I. Amen. As we allow him to come in our lives. He'll make us victorious. God, we love you this morning and appreciate you. We're thankful for every vessel that's in this house this morning. Those that's not able to be here, but God that's listening maybe through some other means. God, you'd bless them. You'd touch them and move upon them today. Strengthening every soul and every individual on this special day. A day that often we remember families and a day that we often come together and people from one coast to the other. Because God, it was you that instituted the family before you did even the church. But you came to save humanity. You came to save families. You came to heal and bless and give us what we need. Amen. To live victorious lives and lives that are pleasing unto you. We pray. We pray for that special touch and a special anointing upon this house this morning. As we ask it in no other name but in that wonderful name. Jesus Christ, all the praise and glory and honors lifted to you and to you alone in Jesus' name. You may be seated. It is good to see Brother Isaac and his family coming. Sister Liz, son, God bless you. You man to be with us this morning. What a surprise. And each one of you, I'd, I'd hate to start calling all and then maybe miss someone. We wouldn't want to do that because we're just thankful that all are able to come and be in this service with us today. I've, I've, I'm trying to make sure, and I'm going to watch the time, and not that we want to grieve or quench the Holy Ghost by any measure you're here, but at the same time, with great respect and honor to you at the rushing of the time today, I will try to be mindful of the time at the same time, okay? Try to work in a good balance there, and some of you may understand that, and some of you may not, but you're not where I'm at. Praise God. It's always different. It's a lot easier for those to stand on the outer sides. And when it's over, you should have done this and you should have done that. But at least somebody done something. Amen. All right. So sometimes you just got to back up and say, well, they tried. They stepped out. It's kind of like Peter. He stepped out of the boat. He didn't do like the rest of them. At least he stepped out. We can ridicule him for sinking. But at least he, he walked on more water than the rest of them. <laughs> And so that same way as we watch this and it begins to unfold, I'm so thankful. Because you and I got to understand, we know by the scriptures and by even the words of Jesus Christ himself. He knew that he wasn't going to win the majority. He, he, if you read your Bible, know anything about it. And I know we're living in a world that has turned that around. They have broadened the way to heaven, amen, and narrowed the way, amen, to, to hell. But it, the word of God has not changed for anybody and for nobody. It doesn't matter who they are and where they come from. We understand. 
understand, Jude makes it real clear unto us, amen, that the judgment of God is going to fall upon of all of humanity and of all, amen, whenever he makes it clear that it fell upon the angels, it fell upon the chosen people of the Jews, it's going to fall upon all. We understand that. But with Jesus Christ and God himself knowing all of this and understood what was going to unfold, that, that, that he wasn't going to have the great followers, not by number, not by multitudes, and he wasn't going to be, you know, that he was going to be able to attain these great things not upon this earth, not upon this time and generation, but yet he was still willing to come. He was willing, amen, willing to come, amen, to bear the cross and pay the price and willing to go through the process even of the 33 and a half years as a man. But yet being a man, he was still God manifested in the flesh. We understand even from the very moment of that first night, hallelujah, fulfilling Isaiah, amen, Isaiah 11th chapter, Isaiah the 9th chapter, Isaiah the 7th chapter, fulfilling the promises coming from a virgin womb. No one but an almighty God could do this. And then I'm still going to lean just a little, amen, and pick up what Brother Ford said the other night. Amen. There's a lot of things that's trying to hitchhike. There's a lot of things that's trying to lure and try to rob even man of this special day. Brother Randy mentioned something to me the other day, and we didn't get to finish the conversation. But he mentioned something, I believe, if I remember right, amen, some nine other supposing deities or God that tries to claim this same day. I just wonder why they won't this day. I just wonder why they won't Jerusalem and why they won't Israel. I just wonder why everybody wants to tap into the day that's been set aside for none other but Jesus Christ, the only God that's ever been manifested in flesh, the only Emmanuel God with us, the only one that can bear a cross and overcome it, the only one that can come out of a grave, the only one that can put the devil in his place, the only one that can put all sickness and afflictions, amen, and drive them out. came for this purpose. He came for this reason. He came, amen, to set us free, to make us whole. So we want to focus on that just a little bit this morning. Amen. The real, real reason of the season. Jesus is really the real reason of the season. Amen. This is the gift that doesn't just happen on December the 25th. It's a gift that you and I can receive on December the 23rd through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and obedience unto his word. That from this day that we can give for the remainder of this year and the one coming. It's a gift that never quits giving. It's a gift that never dies. Amen. Do you and I really understand this morning this gift? Amen. He came to give us life. Amen. Life more abundantly. He was the only one, as Peter said, when many was turning away from him. To whom will we go? For you are the one that has words of eternal life. It's wrapped up in you and you alone. Hallelujah. Nobody else can give us eternal life. Nobody else can give us eternal words. And so as we have chose a man to come even on this day, and thank God we have. Hallelujah. Come to worship and magnify and exalt him on this Christmas day because he's the real reason of the season. He came, amen, to this particular city as I started out today, amen, when it talks about Nazareth. It was here, amen, Nazareth. Hallelujah, that Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Amen. And then this is at Nazareth, amen, that actually became the place, amen, that Jesus comes by. This is where Joseph and Mary's at. This is where the angel visits Mary. And this is the place that they had to flee and go to Egypt. But Nazareth is the place that they got to come back, amen, and find up a place, amen, a bold. Hallelujah, whenever the, 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 the Herod's son is, is back into lordship and, and Joseph is led again to the second dream, amen. Man to take Jesus for protection, amen, against this that's going on. It's Nazareth, hallelujah. And many would have that accent or attitude and spirit because Nazareth was known as a city that their morals just wasn't what they ought to be. Hallelujah. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That's like saying to men, people look at us sometimes, and I just wonder if anything could come out of this family. I just wonder if anybody could come out of this geographical location. I just wonder, but I'm telling you, if you'll just let Jesus in, I'm just telling you, let the gift call Jesus become a part of your life and a part of your soul I don't care where you at geographically I don't care the color of your skin or your lingo I don't care who your family is there's something about this Jesus that proved it from the very beginning you can put him in a manger but it won't stay there you can lock him up in the hands but it won't stay there I tell you this God will make a way where there seems to be no way he came with this purpose he came with this drive and passion 
to work for us and move among us. You could go to Matthew 4 and 13. And there, amen, after even leaving Nazareth, he goes, amen, to a place, uh, the Nazareth, amen, here to Capernaum. And even here in Capernaum, you begin to read uh, miracles and wonders and signs. That because why? Because he came to the city. Anybody excited about Jesus' came? <laughs> that he's come upon our lives. Hallelujah, that he's a part of our lives. That we believe this. A lot of people may not really believe that the Messiah's come, but I believe he's come. Amen. I believe the Messiah's come. I believe the King of kings and the Lord of lords has showed up. And you know what? It doesn't bother me if it's the right day or not. I'm just glad he was born. Hallelujah. Not just born on what some may call December the 25th. Hallelujah. But I'm glad he's born in my life. Amen. I'm glad to know him on a personal basis. I'm glad to know him, amen, through the ups and the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad to know him through the power of the spirit of truth. Hallelujah, that we're not walking in error this morning, but we're walking in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, because he came for this purpose and reason, to give us life and life more abundantly, and not just in one to come, but even in this life. I'm telling you, when you're diagnosed with certain things, the medical field has to just give up and say, we've done all we can do. But I'm glad because he came, and he allowed 39 stripes on his back. I still got hope. I still got a name I call on. I still got a place I can come running. And I can find a group of people that believes in the real thing can take place. He didn't come like everybody thought he was going to come. Amen. But through that very virgin, amen, a womb. I promise you, you read the scriptures. She was a virgin, amen. Joseph didn't know her until the day that he was born and brought into this world. There's no if and ands and maybes about how Jesus got here. It's a God thing. It's the Almighty's thing. Hallelujah. It's not a man-made thing. It's no other deity. There is no other God. Paul said if there's any other God, it's because man's made him. God is the one that made this, and it was the Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary. <laughs> and we can dance over this. I know there's some that may celebrate this day, and they have to use certain other elements. Can I just put it that way? To make their hearts merry. But we got something. We become more merry than they can. Uh, even to the point that they think we're drunk. But we're not drunk off of what you're drunk off of. We won't have to worry about hangovers. We won't have to worry about getting DUIs. We won't have to worry about it because there won't be any evidence. The evidence of the Mary will be there. The evidence and the fruits will be there. They should look like they are. Even though it's a ninth hour of the day. Because I'm telling you, when you drink this, it doesn't matter if it's early in the morning or late in the night. It doesn't matter what time of the day. Because he can show up. I'm telling you, nothing hinders him from showing up. The grave is not going to stop. Come on now. The grave is not going to stop him. He's coming back to get a church. He's coming back after a bride that's made herself ready. You know why we can make ourselves ready? Because he came and he gave us what we need to make ourselves ready. He's made man provided amen the way for us. He became the example for you and I to follow and follow after it. Where would this shield be today had he not came? Where would you and I be as Gentiles Lost and undone. Amen. Without him. We know that he visited different places and came to different areas. So I'm just going to use a few. Use a few comments from that and go from that. We know that even, even Brother Phillips made the statement about the fig tree. In Matthew 21 and 19 when he saw a fig tree in the way he came to it. Brother Phillips made statement, and I told him after service, I'm sure glad you made the statement about that. I made a statement of that one time out of reading, and some told me, said, that's impossible. That can't happen. The figs always come on the fig tree before the fruit. But they tell us that this is a certain type of fig tree that's in a certain location over there. And of what I can understand, that the action of the fruit comes before the leaf. And that's the reason Jesus Christ expected fruit to be on the fig tree. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. If I'm going to dress godly, and I'm going to separate myself from the world, I sure won't have the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Why dress and put on a front? We got enough pretenders. 
them in the world. We got enough put owners in the world. God wants something that's genuine. God wants something real. You know why everybody's trying to hitchhike on everything that God put his name on and put his hand on? Because everybody wants his glory. But I'm going to tell you one, there's only only be one that's going to carry his glory. It's his bride that's adorned herself with the power of his truth and the power of his holiness and the power of his righteousness. It's a bride, amen, that's put on the old armor of God. Hallelujah, that we'll shine like nobody else. Hallelujah, illuminate. I thank God. You may not agree with all this. That's okay. I use some of this in a different, different direction. I'm going to tell you something. Any and everybody that done any decoration for Christmas cannot stand before God and say they did not acknowledge or give any recognition that a Savior was born. So they're going to be held accountable. Because if you really believe what the real reason of the season's about, then it's, it's, it's bitten upon us to know him, to find his visitation as he walks through. Just like visiting the fig tree, a man coming to it. It's not the only time. We're going to see other times that you can be seated. I'm going to just let you do what you want to do. You understand? You can stand. Hallelujah. I know all that chocolate and turkey you've been eating. and All that up you're going to eat. I, you know, you're getting ready. I, that's good. Hey, I'm excited about it too. We're going to join with you in it. Amen. But, but again, when you go to Matthew, the 26th chapter. Amen. There's a place that I don't want him to find me in. Like he found the disciples here. And we know it was by the weakness of flesh. But in some of his most trying hours of his life, we're going to find a man that he was seeking out the will of God. Amen. If there been any other avenue, any other way that this cup could pass away, and you know the story, you know the scriptures, how that he departed, and he takes that inner circle a little further, and he goes a stone throw, and he goes a little further away, and he prays, amen, and the scriptures, we, we will liken it to at least into an hour, and he's seeking the will of the Father, but not my will, but thy will be done, and he comes back to the disciples, he came back unto them, and he found them asleep, and he finds them, amen, the second hour, amen, struggling, battling with the same thing, I don't want to be asleep in the world we're in. I don't want to be lured to this or lured to that in the world and the times that we're in. No, I want to be alive and ready because you know what? I believe he's coming back. Hallelujah. And the word of God warns us that in this end time, there's going to be a spirit that's going to grab this nation and grab this world and saying they're going to question his coming. But you know what? He's going to come. I'm telling you, none of the other deities are going to show up. None of the other deities ever conquered death. None of the other deities, amen, they could try to claim this day. But I'm here to tell you, they're not going to show up. There's only one that's going to show up in the clouds. There's only one to be one that's going to res resurrect us out of the ground. Amen. He's not going to leave us. Hallelujah. But the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we're going to be joined up with them and meet him in the clouds in the air. Amen. To be with him forever. He's coming, folks. He's coming. Just as sure as he came with the Messiah. And the Israelites missed him. Hallelujah. And they missed the visitation. As he came in and wept over Jerusalem. He tells them, you missed the visitation. And because you missed the visitation, we turn it to the Gentiles. I don't want to miss the visitation. I don't want to miss the opportunities that God has allotted and granted unto us. Not just for salvation, but what about other times when he comes on a regular basis and a daily basis to visit us and to minister unto us. What a God we serve here today. Amen, amen. John 1 and 10 put it this way. He was in the world and the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. <laughs> he came unto his own and his own received him not. Hallelujah. We got to understand what this is really trying to tell us. Hallelujah. It's ever been a time. Because understand what's this. Israel, the Jews, was supposed to be the vehicle and God used them even though they rejected him to introduce this almighty God to the world. Amen. When you go to the Matthew, the fifth chapter, you're going to see a little incident of a little lady, amen, the Canaanite woman. Now, you watch the power of this. Now, she's a Gentile. It wasn't her time. In fact, Jesus, when he sent the disciples out, and he sent them out by tomb, he only sent them to the Jews. He didn't send them to the Gentiles, but he sent them to the Jews and the Jews only. And in this setting here, amen, is the disciples had done their best to drive away the Canaanite woman, amen, and discourage her because she had a daughter that was vexed with the devil, even at the point 
stone of death. And so she makes her way. She knew the only one that could really help her. The only way and the man was going to do anything for her. And that was none other but Jesus Christ. And so the disciples done their best to reject her and drive her away. Even to the point and when Jesus and she turns to him. And he, Jesus responds to her and says, Hallelujah, am I not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Then she and, and then, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Now you watch this. And he answered and said, It is not meat. In other words, it's not good. It's not right. Amen. For to take the children's bed, bread and cast it to the dogs. But she said, Truth, Lord, I agree with that. A hundred percent. It ain't good and it ain't right. I'm here before my season. I'm here before my time. But you know what? Because of worship and because of faith, there's something about worship. If you don't think you can't get God moved, if you just start worshiping means God. If you start calling on the name, the scripture says calling on the name. I still believe calling on the name of Jesus will do things that nothing else can do. Don't matter if that's healing. Don't matter if you need a miracle. Don't matter if you need a financial. And it's the only name you can call on to find salvation. It's the only name you can find, amen, to come to your rescue. It's the only saving name that's ever been given, ever going to be given. Hallelujah. He came, amen, to fulfill this. He came to accomplish it. He came to save us. He came to deliver us. He came to make us whole. Now, true with this lady, when she understood, it's her response. Amen. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be unto thee even as thou wilt. Her daughter was made whole that very hour. Who knows what may just take place on this, on December the 25th or 22. Because we gathered here and calling on his name. He made calling and crying out because we believe that he has came. He's came to save us. He's came to liberate us. He's came to make us whole and complete. Amen. By the powers of his love and his mercy. Now we understand that goes further than that. When you go to Acts 3, go to see there the apostle Peter's preaching unto them. And he talks about it. He says, you're the children of the prophets. And the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham. And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Amen. You can go back to Genesis 12 and 1. And the promise that was given to Abraham there. Amen. For all the families of the earth, depending upon Abraham and his response unto the voice of God into his life. And then from that, he says, unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your, his iniquities. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. He came, amen, to give us a power, give us an ability, amen, not to be servants of sin, but to overcome sin. This is the real power of the grace of God. Hallelujah. That we find we don't have to be servants of sin. I'm not telling you we're full of infirmities and short. And I'm not telling you we're sinless. What I am telling you, amen, there's a difference, amen, being a servant of sin than coming up short and making mistakes and just letting flesh overcome us sometimes. There's a far difference between the two because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's the reason he came, amen. Amen, not to save us in our sins, but from our sins. Amen, that was a part, amen, of the promise that was given to them, a child, that holy thing, Mary. Hallelujah, that you're going to birth, that you're going to bring into this world. He's coming to save them from their sin. He's coming to set them free and deliver them. Hallelujah. I'm glad he came because I found a helper I couldn't find it in any other place. I found a comfort I couldn't find it in any other place. I found a strength and an energy, amen, to live a life that's pleasing unto God. Hey, I'm not doing this all by myself, honey. There's a power inside of us. There's an earnest, amen, called the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because he came, you and I have the opportunity through the Holy Ghost. Can I, can I say something right there? We put a lot of emphasis on the Holy Ghost as apostolics and Pentecostals. It, it's a must. But watch this. If Jesus had not came, there would be no Holy Ghost. Not for us. Not for us. Not till he came. And they want us just to act in your way? No. I'm going to celebrate it, but I'm going to celebrate it right. <laughs> a Savior was born. A Savior for the whole world. 
Amen. One that can liberate and deliver. He came, amen, with this purpose and with his in mind to set free and deliver every individual. It doesn't matter what kind of pitfalls you've been into. It doesn't matter how many hurts you've had. It doesn't matter who hurt you. I'm telling you, Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to heal us. There's not a wound, amen, that he cannot heal. He was wounded for our transgressions. And I'm here to tell you he can heal you. I don't care if it's a mental thing. I don't care if it's a physical thing. I don't care if it's a spiritual thing. He came, amen. And you and I become, amen. Watch this. We're the gift, amen, to the rest of the world. Not just December the 25th, but God unwraps us for everybody else. Hallelujah. It's 365 days out of the year. Unwrapping us, and there's a God. There's a Savior. There's a Jesus. There's a Christmas every day. There's a giving every day. There's a presence of prime God that walks with us. A joy unspeakable, full of glory that nothing in this life, the devil of the world and nothing else can take it from you. You may be in the greatest pit you've ever been in but because he came, there's a joy and a strength that's with you that'll end up you and do it overcome it. We just sung the song. Every mountain we speak his name. Every valley he came to walk through every valley. <laughs> there's not a valley that you're facing or going through. He's already been there. And all you got to do is follow the footsteps of the one called Jesus. There's not a mountain he has not climbed. Amen. And overcome. And all you and I have got to do is follow his footsteps. Amen. Because he came before us. That's the reason he taught us. Amen. Cheer up. I've overcome the world because I've overcome the world. You can overcome the world. I know we're living in a, in a, in a, in a horrible world today. A lot of troubles and heartaches and disappointments. And people are struggling on the left and struggling on the right. Amen give you an example. Man, Miss Juanita, who is in prayer just a few minutes before service, she comes in there and Brother Randy gets my attention and they, they don't have any water. <laughs> Needed some water. The people struggle. Heartaches. Some things we bring on ourselves. I'm not saying that toward them or toward anyone, but some things we bring on ourselves. You know why? We miss the visitation. Some things we bring on ourselves by disobedience. Because when he showed up and he tried to bless us, we rejected him. We wouldn't have nothing to do with him. In fact, when he would perform miracles, they began to give others the credit right down to the devil himself. He's casting out devils by the devil, by Belial. <laughs> you know. So always, it was a voice of an angel. It was, they didn't want to ever give the credit to God. They didn't want to recognize who had really showed up. The Messiah. <laughs> and you know what? Because, because he lives, you and I can face tomorrow. Because he came. I haven't seen him physically. I haven't touched him. <laughs> but as Jesus told Thomas, Amen. Greater faith, greater love, greater blessings is going to be upon those that love him, that have not seen him. But believe that he has came. He has came to bring deliverance and salvation and to be a very present help in our lives. When we go to, we start going through this, and you can go to Isaiah 59 and 19. And so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west of his glory to the rising of the sun, which that's from one extreme to the other to the east. Amen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. That standard actually means a banner. I couldn't help but think as we prayed for some here tonight or this morning, amen, that the banner of God would rise up. That banner represents victory. That banner represents who rules and reigns upon our lives and our hearts, our minds and spirit. So I just wondered this morning, is the spirit of God, amen, lifting up the banner in our lives? Hallelujah. Of course, the victorious in our lives because he came for this very purpose. He didn't come, amen, for us to come up short. He didn't come, amen, that we would wind up lost. No, he came that we might be saved, that we might be delivered. Amen. The Bible says 
where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. There's no greater liberty than where the Spirit of the Lord is at. The anointing of God. And it's not just in this building, but when we take it in the highways and the byways, when we take it to our homes and throughout today, even today, you know what some of the greatest things you can do for your family today? Uh, if you give them gifts, that's great and that's marvelous. And maybe you brought them, you know, I don't know what, but the greatest gift you can give them, amen, is the love of God. Amen. The shed abroad in the hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost. What the greatest gift you can give them is the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Being kind and gentle and long-suffering, showing them the real reason of the season. It's not what's in that box, but it's what's in this vessel and what could be unwrapped, amen, by the loosening of the tongue and the attitude and the spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a time for famous to get together, but if we're not careful, it's also a time for the devil to work. But I'm telling you, with the gift of God, because he came, we can bring something into these dilemmas and situations that could turn our families around. Make all the difference in the world. <laughs> the greatest gift that's ever been given to man unto this world is the man called Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's the greatest gift. Because now it's to whosoever will. Let him come. Let him come. <laughs> all you and I've got to do is have an ear and a passion and a desire. To want to know him. To want to walk with him. To have fellowship with him. I, I want to take just a moment to show you. And I, I know I've mentioned this lately. But I'm going to go back and visit just for a moment here this morning. Because we know that Jesus, when John. Now notice John, John's writings. Matthew, Mark, and Luke had certain groups they was writing to. But John wrote about the deity of God. And John wrote to, to, to everybody. Amen. It wasn't just a set. Amen. A writing is so many years past Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And, and now he's writing. And he brought it to our attention in the third chapter. We know that he, he Jesus Christ, or actually, actually, you know, Jairus uh, uh, came to Jesus by night. But you know what? Jesus didn't reject him because he didn't come at a proper time or a reasonable time. Amen. Jesus is always open. The heaven's doors is always open. Our God never slumbers. He never sleeps. When you can't get the attention of nobody else, I'm going to tell you what. You get the attention of this God. When you really earnestly begin to call and cry out to him even on a day like today, when the world looks like it's turned upside down, there is a God. There is a sure foundation. There is a chief cornerstone. There is one that's unmovable, unshakable. And he came. And I'm telling you, the devil and all the imps and all those, amen, to try to twist him and turn him, even at 12 years of age, when he walked in the synagogues, the synagogues that they drove him out of, the synagogues that they, they rejected him from, amen, even though he was a creator himself, amen, but he is still to stand them when he walked into that synagogue at 12 years of age, astounding them, amen, by answering and, and then responding to questions. Hallelujah, nobody ever spoke like him. They wondered where he'd been schooled. They didn't really understand that he was Christ. There was God manifested in the flesh, that he is the author and finisher, but yet he submitted himself and he even learned things by suffering. Hello, he left us an example for you and I to follow. Amen. That's the reason he came to leave you and I as believers and disciples of Jesus Christ upon this earth that we'd have an example to follow. He doesn't call upon us or ask him to do anything that he hadn't already been there. God had never called on you to go down a journey and a pathway that he hadn't already been there. Amen. To God as he came for that purpose and reason. Amen. To be an example to you and I. We can live victorious and overcoming lives in this world that we're living in today. But we know that when Jairus came in the third chapter, and here's the point I want to make, and I've made this point here lately quite a bit. He was a ruler of the Jews. Amen. He was one that was up here. But the fourth chapter, he makes his way. Jesus makes his way. Makes his way into a well. Place of grace of Jacob's well. You know the story. You know the lady that was living in Sychar, a city of Samaria. He goes to visit, must, must needs to go to this city to visit this one little lady. And it wasn't at a convenient time. Amen. But it was at the noon hour because she was the only one that was going to show up because her life hadn't been so well. Her fellowships and relationships hadn't turned out too good. And, you know, after a while, you know, after a while, you got to kind of look in the mirror and say, well, this is the fifth one. Maybe I need to look at me. You can't always blame someone else time and time and time again. And once in a while, you got to look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe I'm some of the problem. Maybe I'm some of the difficulty here. Amen. And, you know, and so, so no doubt others don't look down on her, things of that nature. 
decision she was coming at that hour. But you watch Jesus. Amen. He doesn't let Jairus come in. Amen. Hallelujah. But now he's going to make his way to a little lady. Hallelujah. That the community done marked off. The community done turned their backs on. The community said, hey, don't have no dealings with her. But you know what? Jesus came. He'll have a dealing with whoever it is. You can take stink of whoever it might be from the, from the dungeons. Hallelujah. For wherever they might be. But if they got a heart and a mind and a spirit to want to be saved, if they want to be delivered, he came for that very purpose. He came to save all of humanity. And thank God, hallelujah. You, let me ask you something. What's the color of her soul? Hallelujah. I know there's a lot of fussing and fighting over the color of skin. But the color of skin ain't going to mean nothing, honey. Hallelujah. The color of skull. You can't put a color on a soul. Hallelujah. But these earthen vessels, he come to save all of humanity. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from. It don't matter what they've done. If they wanted to repent and make confession and turn to him, I tell you, he came to save them. He came to deliver them. He came to give them life and life more abundantly. He came to give them the liberty like they've never experienced and felt in their older born day. I'm glad he came in my life. I'm about through. Musicians, if you'll come. I told you I was going to try to watch the time and make sure you got out. John's writings again. John 8 and 32. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Folks, there's no greater liberty or freedom like that of Jesus Christ. Money can't buy it. Fame or positions to try to reach and try to tame. I don't know what you got and what you're going to get today. But there's nothing like Jesus Christ. Nothing like the truth. <laughs> nothing like the Holy Ghost that liberates and sets us free. That will come on our behalf and help us. I know we won't be exempt from all the trials and troubles. But I'm telling you, King, man, to set us free and to make us whole. You know what he was telling that little lady at the well that day? As we stand in this house. Isaiah 1 and 18 says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet. Scarlet is a crimson red. Scarlet in the color of crimson. Amen. Is actually produced by a worm. A worm that's it's in a tree. They actually call it a berry. It's a little red bug. And, and, and it's only the females that produce this. And it's an egg actually. And, and, um, but if crimson. Crimson. Crimson's used. A lot of times we see in the Bible where it's used for the, the vestures of the high priest and it's used for the hangings in the tabernacle. Amen. We, we understand that it's through this that we find purifications and even leopards. Amen. Puring, purifying leopards. And so we see that times it was used in water for separation. That's, that's what's, what this is all about. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If he be willing and obedient, he shall eat the good of the land. We just got to believe that he's come. We got to believe that he come to set us free and make us whole and to walk in the beauty of his counsel and the beauty of his love. Prayer yesterday is walking back and forth right up here. Something, something got a hold of me. So walking back and forth, I felt the Holy Ghost just prompt me with this. He simply said, when you learned how to live, dying is no problem. When you learn how to live, dying no problem the scripture that talks about that he came and took the sting out of death <laughs> sin sin is the power of the law but we got something greater than that law it's the law of the spirit 
It's the law of the Holy Ghost. Because, see, we believe the Messiah's come. And as she told him, when he comes, he's going to tell us everything. <laughs> we, we know that he was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor, to set free those that's in prison, to mend and heal. <laughs> so you know what? You and I become witnesses. We become the prize and the presence to our families and communities. And that's really what Christmas is all about, is the real gifts. All good gifts come from above. The talents and skills and abilities we got to serve one another and help one another. That's what it's all about. Whatever it might be from a... Sometimes it might be somebody texting you saying, Hey, you know anybody that's got a house that needs, needs winterizing? And in that text, he made the statement. He said, I don't want to hide my gifts. I can help somebody. Sometimes we miss some areas that, you know what? We're just open ourselves and make ourselves available. You just never know where that might lead to. Where it may. Sometimes smile, phone call, just being kind. Kind to that one that's not kind. Gentle to that that's not so gentle. Returning that wrath away with a kind answer. Returning that look that looked like, you know, they could eat you up and spit you out. I ain't talking about a small delic smile either. I'm talking about a loving smile. I'm not talking about when they smile and it's like, you know, it invites them. <laughs> well, just come on if you think you're big enough. <laughs> No, I'm talking about one of them smiles that, that flows out of the heart, that flows out of the greatest gift we know called Jesus Christ, who the Bible said is the author and finisher. Huh. I want to become that finished work. Most carpenters like the framing up. Man, it shows a lot. But how many wants a house just with the framing up? Frame alone don't keep much the wind out. Boy, I, I sure hate to have been in a, just in a framed up house in the last three days. Huh. Been in trouble. No, thank God for those, that finish work. Those last few little, you know, thank God for, for electricians and the roughing in. They're not, you know, they're not real concerned how that wire runs as far as, you know, I mean, you know, Fairly, but not. But the finished work is here. Putting the covering on it. And the real work comes here. It's got to work. Just having it there and it don't do anything don't mean nothing. That's what the presence of the Holy Ghost and the gift. I didn't go through those scriptures this morning just for time's sake. But the Holy Ghost is a gift. This is where the grace of God, you can't earn it. But you got to believe it and receive it. That's the reason the Messiah came to, to do what? To put the earnest of His Spirit in us. In each one of these earthen vessels. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to mankind in the whole world. So regardless of all the hitchhikers. Regardless of all those that's tried to lure it here and lure it there. And make this of it and try to get involved and core of it the reason it's still surviving I believe because Jesus is really the real reason of the season regardless of the date regardless of all the other things and you know what there's something about us that every day of the week we can have a little Christmas we can also hey, I've watched it I've watched it I remember working at the yard. I worked for some of the, some of the most hard men. And what I mean by that, they didn't, they didn't put up with foolishness. They, 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 they didn't mind, man. They tuned you up. And I, I mean, when I say tuned you up, man, uh, they weren't Christians. <laughs> hey, man. I, I mean, I've watched them. 
and in meetings and have stuff in their hand. And, no, 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 I won't repeat what they said. But, but I watched them at Christmas time. That heart become so soft and tender. They could have just eat you out two days before, but all of a sudden on the day before we left there, man, they was giving. They was. There's a real spirit, but it shouldn't just be held in Christmas season, but in all the seasons of our lives because He came and because He's walked through the valleys, He's climbed the mountains. And he's faced every temptation that you and I can face and every devil. Because he's came. We can have a little Christmas every day of our lives. A little comfort and assurance. Everything's going to be all right. Why don't we just all come up together this morning and join with this last song of giving our praise and our thanks unto the greatest gift that God's blessed us with. What strength and health and blessings and family and God's blessed us with and kept us. I thank God. You know, the older you get, the more mindful you come of that. Of your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors. How precious every day is. You know, the gift. I really hate to mention this, and especially on behalf of my wife, but <clears throat> Jonathan... The passing of Jonathan is one thing I won't never forget. I still remember that Friday morning when he pulled up in that car. And by that Friday evening, he was gone. I, I understood from that day, every day is a gift. Every day. And because he came, our Savior, he helps us through those times and through those hours, and through those days. Some of you know that better than I do. And seasons like this brings all of that about. But watch again. Because he came. We can endure this. We can overcome this. And join us together. It's God's people. God's people. Love you this morning. Appreciate you taking the time to come worship with us today. God bless our singers. They get a song. And let's, let's join together. Let's just take a moment now and rejoice. And maybe I put a sad note in this and didn't mean to. But uh, it, it's part of it. It's part of it. I can't, I can't remove it. I can't take it away. But I tell you what, because He came, we are victorious. And we're going to be made overcomers. Because He came. God bless you this morning. Just love God here a minute. Lord, we love you and appreciate you. Your greatness, presence, the lifting of your presence into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Lord, we thank you for the greatest gift that's ever been given to us. Let's sing it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's right.
will cross this river. We'll fight life's fight. War with death. Uh, but then when death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Glad to see all of you. You have a beautiful day today. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. See you Wednesday night. God bless you.